Welcome to Life Church. We are an ex 242 community, a family on a mission to bring the life of Jesus to Warrington. We hope you're ready to hear what God has to say to you today through His Word and by His Spirit. Right, it's great to see you this morning and uh, great to be able to share with you from the Bible. So if you have a Bible, you could turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Do they use the Bible every week in this church? Yeah, that's good. Just checking. Just checking. Just checking. Um, we're, we're doing a series uh, on the armour of God at the moment. And uh, we've done Belt of Truth, talking about the absolute truths from the scriptures that we hold to. We put on that truth. Uh, last week we talked about the breastplate of righteousness. Sarah spoke to us about that. And so this morning we're looking at the shield of faith. Okay. And I have brought with me the very shield of faith that the Apostle Paul describes in Ephesians chapter 6. Roman soldiers 2,000 years ago had shields just like this one here. If you don't know, this is a shield um, from um, the character Captain America. So we'll come on to that. We'll talk about how, how biblically that, that, um, that has anything to do with what we're talking about this morning. I am stretching it a bit, really, but there we are. Great, so I will need my Bible. Yeah. So we're going to read Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20, and then we're going to look at what the shield of faith means to us as followers of Jesus um, as we seek to follow him. So I'm just finding it. Ephesians 6, verse 10. This is what Paul writes to the church at Ephesus. And uh, as Paul writes these words to the church at Ephesus, it's good just sometimes to remind ourselves of the context. So Paul planted this church in Ephesus on one of his missionary journeys. Acts 18, Paul goes to Ephesus and uh, he gathers a group of Christians together. He plants the church. And then in Acts 19, he goes back again through this place called Ephesus. And uh, it, was a, it was a real kind of metropolitan um, meeting place for the world. Like, kind of like everyone was there. It was like the, I suppose it would have been like the, the LA of the Roman kingdom. Yeah, everyone was there. It was a popular place to be. And so Paul went back and he spent two more years there. And so while Paul was there for those extra two years in this place called Ephesus, that the book of Ephesians is written to, he would have seen the kind of stuff that people had to kind of... Um, the, 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 challenges is, the challenges that the church would have had. And I think one of the reasons why Paul writes these words in Ephesians chapter 6 to the church is that having been and seen their context and discipled them through it for two years, Paul understood that if these followers of Jesus were going to have any chance of living the victorious lives that God wanted them to live, they needed to understand that they could not do it in their own strength. Couldn't do it in their own strength. Impossible. Listen, this morning, if you or me try and live this life of following Jesus in our own strength, we will fail. Because it's impossible. Because we're sinful by nature. We make mistakes. But as Paul wrote these words to the church... In the, so this morning, I say that to you to encourage you. 
Okay, if you find sometimes following Jesus challenging and difficult, it's not a bed of roses. Listen, welcome to the club. Paul saw that in, in Ephesus. And I see that in my life. And I understand that if I'm going to be effective in following Jesus, I need everything that God has for me. And so that's why in these verses that we read together in a moment, we will see that there are two occasions where Paul says these words to the church. He says to them, put on the full armour of God. Listen, Life Church, Cinnamon Brow this morning, you've got to put on the full armour of God. Because otherwise, you or me, we don't stand a chance. Because we fail in our own sinfulness, because of the temptations of this world, because we seek to follow Jesus in a world that is fallen. But, Paul tells the church, put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the enemy's schemes. This morning, there's so much that's available to us. And this morning, we're going to talk about the shield of faith. The shield of faith as I've looked at this again afresh this week, is really about what, how, it's really about how we think about our faith. It's, a, it's reminding us this morning of what God thinks about us and what we think about ourselves. It's, it's reminding us this morning that we don't take our lead of, of who we are or how we see ourselves from culture, from Instagram, from TikTok, from Snapchat, from Facebook. We don't take our lead from those things. We take our lead from what God says about us. Because, we, I mean, I'll tell you the end of the sermon before we get there. But we will see one of the reasons why Paul says to the church, take up the shield of faith. He says that you need to take up the shield of faith because in this world, you will have the fiery darts of the enemy that will come against your life. Okay, let me tell you some of them now, okay? Doubt. Low self-esteem. Do I really believe in God? I'm fat. I'm ugly. People don't like me. Yeah? Um, I'm, I'm worried about the future. Fear is overtaking me. Okay? Listen, let me tell you, none of those thoughts come from God. Okay? God tells you in his word what he thinks about you. He says you're chosen. You're his child. He loves you. And when we begin to speak like that, when we remind ourselves that we don't take our view of ourselves from Instagram, social media, or the world out there, we don't take our view of ourselves from there, we take our view of ourselves from what God says about us and what those people around our lives say about us. What happens is that those fiery darts of nastiness, of rubbish, of garbage from the enemy, what happens is they're extinguished and they're put out. Now listen... Sometimes I don't always think the great things about myself and doubt comes in and fear comes in. And, it, and it's in those moments, Life Church, where Lucas, the great leader, what he has to do, he has to hold up the shield of faith, just like you have to hold up the shield of faith. And I have to say, Lord, I just remind myself today that I am called by you, that I'm your child, that I'm forgiven, that you love me, that you have purposed good things for my life. And whatever happens to me in this world, even if um, circumstances happen that my life maybe is cut shorter than um, would naturally be expected for a, a fine young man like me, I understand that my eternal destiny is safe in what you have done for me. And that when my life 
that worst case scenario ever happens to me, I'm not going to doubt and I'm not going to fear because my life is in your hands. You've numbered my days and you care about me. You saw me when I was conceived in my mother's womb. And even if there are things in my life, things that people might say, things that happen to me that might take me by surprise, Lord, this morning, thank you that nothing takes you by surprise and my trust is in you. And when I use that vocabulary, what I'm doing is I'm holding up the shield of faith. Because every fiery dart of the enemy, even though it's fired and I can feel its effect on my shield, I understand that my life is not dictated to by anything else, any outside source except what Christ says about me in his word, what the trusted people around me say about me, and what God reminds me of by his Holy Spirit. We could just sing the song and go home now because we're done. Yeah, all right. So let's read the Bible together. This is what Paul says to the church, Ephesians 6, verse 10. And as he writes these words to the church at Ephesus, he writes these words to us as a life church community here in Cinnamon Brow. He says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled round your waist, and the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Pray also for me, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me, so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly, as I should. Paul tells the church that they're in a battle, that there's an enemy. Gaelic Life Church, this morning, let's not be so green as to think that there's only the kingdom of light and Jesus and heaven. Okay, That's not what the Bible teaches. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. And uh, Jesus reminds us that the thief comes to steal and destroy. Peter reminds the church, he says, Watch out for your enemy, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The Bible says that the reason the Son of God came and appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. So this morning, we remind ourselves that we need this stuff in order that we can live victorious lives for Jesus. And we can live them. We can live them. We don't need to live our lives in defeat. We can live our lives in victory. We can overcome these um, aspects of challenges that come our way. So, this is the Captain America shield. Um, I, someone's already rightly pointed out to me that it's nothing like a Roman shield. There we are. 
It's nothing like a Roman shield. So I'm using this to show you what a Roman shield was actually like, because it was, it was absolutely nothing like this. But it does grab the attention of some in the room if I wave this around, because they love Captain America. Okay, so three differences between a Roman shield and this shield here. The first thing is, is that the Roman shield that Paul describes in Ephesians 6 is not a Captain America shield, okay, just in case. Captain America does have a bit of a habit in his films flicking backwards and forwards. As far as I know, he's not gone back to Roman times yet. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that the Roman shield was a very different shape to this one, okay? The Roman shield wasn't nice and shiny with American colours from the stars and stripes with a nice silver um, star in the middle. The Roman shield that Paul described in, in Ephesians chapter 6 was more like a door. So if you look at that door over there behind um, Elizabeth and, um, and Caitlin, yeah? So that's, that there is a door. And that is what a Roman shield would have been like. It was big enough to cover the whole of a person so that they could not be attacked or touched in any way. So two foot by five foot made of leather wood and iron. So it was a different shape. And then, but then the third thing that's probably most important is that we mustn't ever feel that this shield of faith that God has made available to us that we'll talk about today, that Paul compares to a, a door, um, it's nothing like Captain America. With Captain America, like he's not always in role, is he? Sometimes he's someone else. And he kind of, like Wonder Woman, she had to go in a phone box, did she? Did she go in a phone, bo phone box or something and go Wonder Woman like that? And uh, you can tell what I used to watch as a child, Wonder Woman. But there was a moment where, where she became Wonder Woman. And there's a moment when Superman becomes Superman. He was Clark Kent. There's a moment when Captain America is someone else. And because of some serum or something they did to him, he can kind of become this person, Captain America. Let me tell you this morning that following Jesus, the shield of faith, is not something that you put on or put off. It's not something you have to dive into a, a phone box to um, be translated into. It's something that God allows me and you just to carry into the everyday of our lives, okay? God doesn't call you to be a superhero. He just calls you to be that person that he wants you to be, filled with his spirit, and just living the life every day. It's not something that you switch on and you switch off. The shield of faith is something that's constantly with us. So, three aspects this morning about this shield of faith that can help us as we follow Jesus. The first, first, first thing is this, that this shield is a shield of activation. Activation. In Ephesians 6, Paul tells the church, another version in the ESV says these words, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. In all circumstances. Okay, the shield of faith isn't something that we, we kind of pick up on a Sunday because we're reminded about who we are in Jesus. This is something that God wants us to activate and walk in every day of our lives as we follow him. When we, pick up the, when we pick up the shield of faith as we, follow our, as we follow Jesus in our lives, what we are saying is that we're saying, I am living this and it's true. I'm living this and it's true. 
I say that because the Bible says that faith without works is dead. Okay? Faith without works is dead. It says that in James 2.20. And so we don't want to be guilty of just kind of talking about something all the time. Talking about our faith. You know, James writes those words to the church in, uh, in James because they were kind of saying a lot of stuff, but they weren't doing a lot of stuff. And what James writes to the church and says to them, listen, listen people, if you are a people of faith, then it's not just about what you say, it's about what you do, it's about how you act. So as we pick up the shield of faith, we need to understand that it's not simply about what's going on in our heads, it's about what we're walking out in our lives. We need to live out this faith that we've been given. So, so... we, we need to be a people that live out and believe all that Jesus said. We need to be a people that live out and believe the gospel. When people look at our lives, they need to see there's something different about us. We need to be a people that believe in the hope of eternal life. That it's not just something we say, but as people look at our lives, they see there's something different. We, we put our hope in something else. We need to have that sense of belief that heaven is our home. We need to live as if these truths are true in our lives. And as we do that, what we do is we activate faith. Faith becomes alive in our lives. That's what God wants faith to be. God God doesn't want our faith to be dead. He wants it to be alive. And the particular word, I won't get tied up too much in this, this, but the particular word faith that's used in James 2.20 is pistesis. Pistesis, yeah? And it's the same word that Paul uses in Ephesians chapter 6 when he describes the shield of faith. It's a particular type of faith. It's the faith where we might say, I have been persuaded by God that God is true. I have been persuaded by God that God is true. It's something that is beyond human belief and confidence. It's a gift of faith. It's something that God gives to us. I actually believe that in terms of following Christ and trusting Jesus as our saviour, that in, that in that transaction that takes place, that the gift of faith is given to us so that we can believe. Because that's why it is that, you know, why, why are we here this morning? We're here because some would argue, above all reason, we have put our faith in Christ. We believe Jesus to be who he has said he, he is, even though we've not physically met him. There's something that happened in our hearts and our spirits that made him alive to us. We didn't always think like this, but there was a transaction that happened. I believe that was us being persuaded by God that God is true. Why does everyone not feel that persuasion? I don't know. Somewhere in all of that, our free will is sprinkled in. I don't understand how, but there is that sense that we believe because God draws us towards him. That's the faith that we enjoy. Listen to this from 1 John 5, verse 4. John writes to the church, he says, For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Okay? Listen, Life Church, this morning, if we're going to hold up the shield of faith, we need to activate that faith. We need to live as if. Everything that we believe is true. We need to live it out in our lives. Second thing 
that we see from these scriptures is a shield of protection. Paul writes to the church and he says to them that this shield of faith extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. What happened in a battle is that the enemy would dip their, quite kind of thoughtful of them really, they would dip their arrows in tar and they would set light to them and they would fire them so as they hit the doors of the shields they would set them on fire. So what used to happen is soldiers would dip their shields in water so that when the darts fell against their shields, they were extinguished. In Romans, uh, sorry, in Ephesians 5.26, the Bible describes the Word of God as water. It describes it there, that um, in Ephesians chapter 5, that the, the water of God's Word would be effective in people's lives. This morning, Life Church, I, in, I invite you to dip your shield of faith into the Word of God. And just to remind ourselves, and so let's just talk about these fiery darts of the enemy, yeah? That's why Paul says you need the shield. Life Church, you need the shield as you live your life this week, as you go to work, as you have the kids at home, as you hear good news, as you hear bad news, um, as you get a diagnosis of uh, maybe a a sickness or a, a disappointment. When all of these different things happen around our lives, we can choose how to respond to them. Either we, we choose to respond in faith, continuing to trust God that he is true, or we get despondent and we go into ourselves and we start to deal with things in the natural realm. God doesn't want us to do that. And so some of the fiery darts that might come, and I was reflecting upon like, what can we do when we might feel these fiery darts of the enemy seek to bring disappointment or discouragement to our lives. And my mind went to that song um, that that talks about, I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I am a a child of God. Yes, I, I am chosen, not forsaken. You are for me, not against me. Like when we use that kind of vocabulary, what we're doing is, okay, we're holding up the shield of faith. I am who you say I am. I am a child of God. Yes, I am. I am chosen, not forsaken. You are for me. You're not against me. And so when we, some of us might be more prone to this than others. That in just, we just allow, sometimes our minds can be a bit of a playing field for the enemy. Just because we kind of let him get into our minds. And even me on a bad day, I can think all kinds of rubbish. I just think, Lucas, what are you thinking like that for? Like that is stinking thinking. Just remember like who you are, what God has called you to do. Think about all of the good things he's done in your life. And remember, Lucas, that heaven is your home. Now, whatever happens on this earth, your eternal destiny is safe in what Christ has done for you. I tell you, when you just say a few things like that to yourself, the shield of faith goes up. So, when, you, when, you, when the fiery dart of doubts or lies comes in, don't be surprised. The enemy's always been lying. The devil lied in Genesis chapter 3. He said, did God really say? Did God really say? Okay, when those doubts come into your minds... Life Church, we need to hold up the shield of faith. When discouragement comes your way, the enemy loves to use the fiery dart of discouragement. And discouragement really only happens because we respond in a particular way to a situation. You know, now listen, we're not Iron Man. We're not made of like tough stuff. Sometimes stuff in life does disappoint us because sometimes things happen, people let us down people disappoint us but sometimes we have to choose just to look through that disappointment 
and just say, Lord, thank you that you will never leave me or forsake me. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're an encourager and that you're coming alongside me today and you're going to encourage me. And just speak those words over your life. Isolation. Isolation is a great fiery dart of the enemy. If he can get you alone, if he can get you isolated, then what you're not is you're listening to all kinds of voices in your head instead of listening to people around you that you trust. Yeah? And listen, if you are a trusted person around someone's life this morning, okay, be gentle with them. Like, be kind to people around your life. If someone comes to you for advice, be prayerful. Be sober in those moments. Be a friend. Because those moments can be fiery darts from the enemy, but we can hold up the shield of faith. Apathy, lukewarmness, indifference. You know, sometimes the fiery darts of the enemy can bring that to our lives, where we're just like, well, I just don't care anymore. Okay? In those moments, we need to pick up the shield of faith. And we need to say with David in Psalm 51, Lord, restore to me the joy of my salvation. Um, yeah, distraction. Or maybe you have a particular weakness in your life. Maybe jealousy or pride or gossip or sexual immorality or lust or impurity. Maybe some of those things, you're just a bit weak to them. And you know that if the fiery dart of the enemy comes in, like it's going to pierce your shield if you're not careful. Listen, Life Church this morning, it's a shield of protection. And so let's ensure that we have the shield of faith where we remind ourselves of what God says about us in his word. We remind ourselves of what God has done in our lives already. And we remind ourselves of what God has promised for our future together. And then the final thing that we see this morning, Life Church, is that we see that it's a shield of formation. It's interesting that the great apostle Paul also asked his friends to pray for him. He says in those closing texts five times he asked the church, or he uses the word prayer. It's a shield of formation. The thing that was so effective about the door, the shield of the Roman soldier as a door, was that literally, if an army or a group of soldiers came together in formation, they were literally indestructible. What would happen is they would form something called a testudo or a tortoise. And what would happen is that they would come together some would be at the front, some would be at the side, some would, ho some would hold their shield above. And it would mean that literally whatever the enemy threw at them, it would be repelled by their shields. And it was a formation that wasn't something that was just defensive. It was something that if they wanted to take ground, they would go into this formation and they would move forward together. It was a way that an army could take territory. And here we are, Life Church. we're planted in Warrington, Okay, I came to Warrington 20 years ago. If you'd said to me, Lucas, you'll be in Warrington in 23 years still, I would have probably not believed you because I just felt, you know, Warrington was Warrington. It was different to London. But here I am 23 years later. God has planted me here. God has planted you here for this season. Whether you're here for a week, a year, or 10 years, we want to make a difference. We want to make a difference. We love this town. We love this community. We love this school where God has placed us. What a privilege it is for us to meet here within. This community has invited this community in. And so I suppose my closing 
um, challenges to us this morning are what could we do together with this shield of faith? It's not enough, Life Church. Life is too short and we're too committed to this cause of following Jesus. We put too much energy into the church just for us to bob along. We're not here to bob along. If you're here to bob along, you're in the wrong church. You need to find another church that will be happy for you to bob along. We're not bobbling here. We are non-bobbers, yeah? God, some churches are called to bob along. They're called to do particular things that will allow them to do that, yeah? And we need the whole spectrum of churches in our town in order that many people can find Jesus. But that isn't us. I believe that God has called us to take territory, to move forward, to be brave. And we can't do that alone. When I look at the Bible, the book of Acts, sometimes I'm really challenged and feel a little inferior, really, when I see the way that the early church was so brave and courageous. But I think one of the reasons why they were, and I think something that we can be, is that they knew what it was to be together a lot. When you look at the early chapters of the book of Acts, they knew what it was to pray together a lot. They knew what it was to share food together a lot. They knew what it was to come together regularly, yeah? And we aren't a church that is Sunday-centric. We try and do more just be, than just do, do a Sunday. But I suppose my encouragement to us this morning, if, the, if we really want to see what the effectiveness can be of a group of Jesus followers who not only hold their shield of faith up for themselves, but they know what it is to hold it up for one another and to stand together, to say, listen, I feel called to do this. I want to move forward in this area in my life. Can you stand with me in this? That together we can know what it is to, to use our shield of faith in a formation that will allow us to take territory. We're a church planting church. This church was planted four years ago. We rejoice at what God has done. And there are other areas of our town over the next 10 years that need life-giving churches planted where they are. Okay, And God will lead us and he will show us what we're to do. But in the meantime, we don't wait for that. There are things that God wants us to do. And then, final thing is this. I, I had, uh, Jeremy rang me on Tuesday. He said, we go and pick this guy up from this, um, from this hotel. He's got to move into some new accommodation. His name's Cunley. I said, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take... I'll, I couldn't, but then he, I said, I'll do it at three. So he said, yes, yeah. so I, I went over at three o'clock. I felt like a drug dealer, pulling up in this car park. Um, mind you, you could tell I wasn't a drug dealer because I was in a Toyota Corolla that had a big scratch down the side. But anyway, be that as it may. So I waited there. I was waiting for Cunley to come. He came out. We like, um, met him, a young man of 18 from East London, like I was from. And I wasn't expecting the Holy Spirit to really prompt me or prod me on it, but he did. So he put the stuff in the car, and then he said, oh, I'll walk over, shall I? I said, no, no, mate, you get in the car. We'll go together. So we went over together. And I settled him in. And we just talked about life, and I don't need to talk, um, you know, about particularly what he said to me, but just to say that um, he, he allowed me to pray with him. He's a bit of a prodigal, really, Christian parents, and uh, just finds himself in a challenging situation. But we were able to pray together, and as I was driving away, I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, he said, because obviously I'm... Don't think this is amazing, the Lord would say that to you, Lucas, all right. I was thinking about the shield of faith, because I was preaching about it on Sunday to you, all right. So it was in my mind, and I just felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to say, Lucas, you need to hold up the shield of faith for Kunli. You need to hold it up for him, because 
in his life at the moment, he can't hold it up for himself. And so he's having all these fiery darts from the enemy coming down that's just caused him to make some, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's actually in a good place, but he's dropped out of college and, you know, just, just some difficult things. You can just see that discouragement's come and it's difficult. And he can't hold up the shield of faith for himself at the moment because he don't want to, because he's just kind of like, what's going on? But I see it's my job now to hold up the shield of faith for Kunli. Just to say, Kunli, come under my shield. And some of those fiery darts, I'm going to... I haven't said to him, come under my shield. All right, because he just think, what are you going on about, mate? Yeah, get me Captain America's shield out of the boot of the car. Hold that up. Just, and I know... So the, how's that happened this week for me? How have I held the shield of faith above Kunli? Well, I've texted him probably like five or six times. I nearly invited him to my wife's birthday dinner, but I just didn't know my wife would appreciate that. So she got away with that one, but she won't get away with any more. All right. So Connolly will be appearing at the Jewhurst house at some point. But, um, and I just took, he's a, he's, a, he's a fruitarian. He only eats fruit. So, um, which does my head in, because I'm like, there's so much meat to eat. Why aren't you eating meat? So I took him a, I took him a box of fruit round from Aldi, yeah? Justin, what I'm saying that to you is that sometimes when we hear people talk about these things, the, you know, the shield of faith, you're like, wow. You must have to speak in tongues for like 20 hours to hold up the shield of faith, yeah? You must have to be a really experienced Christian who's followed Jesus for 20 years to hold up the shield of faith. No, you don't. You simply have to be obedient to what God is saying to you today. And so, Life Church, this morning, I encourage you, take up the shield of faith. Like Paul said to the church, take up the shield of faith. Activate that faith. Don't just say you're a follower of Jesus. Like Act like you're a follower of Jesus. If you really believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, that he rose again from the dead, and that he's living in you by his spirit today, then I believe that that gives you um, a degree of spiritual strength to say no to the, to the nonsense of this world. Okay, so, so take those moments to activate that faith in your life this week. As we think about those fiery darts of the enemy, maybe this morning, maybe you really do struggle sometimes with some of those things that I spoke about. Okay, this morning is an opportunity for you just to say, just in your own heart and spirit right now, you just say, well, Lord, I'm going to be careful about the voices that I listen to. And I'm not talking about positive thinking here, all right? And I'm not saying that nothing bad will ever happen to you as a Christian. If anyone says that to you, it's nonsense, Okay. Bad things happen to Christians. Christians go to heaven too early sometimes. My mother went to, went to heaven at 53. She died of cancer. It was really difficult. But we as a family, we found a sense of joy in that because we activated our faith and we, we, we said together, we believe that our mum is with Jesus and she gave us 53 amazing years. You see what happens there? Just by the perspective of faith on a situation... Rather than being down and depressed and sad, we took our sadness and our mourning and we turned it into something else. And I am grateful for the 53 years that my mother gave to me. I miss her terribly, but I don't allow that to bring discouragement to me. I'm grateful. I choose to take an angle, a perspective of gratefulness for that. And for in all of our lives, there will be tough things that happen. But we need to take up the shield of faith. We remind ourselves what the Bible says about us, we remind ourselves what God says about us. 
We remind ourselves that our lives are in his hands and nothing takes us by surprise. And if the enemy whispers things in our, into our ears about how we look or how we feel or how other people say we feel, we just say, enemy, you're a liar. And I don't take my lead from you. I take my lead from what God says about me. I am who he says I am. And this morning, Life Church, as we step forward into this year, the year is moving quickly. We want to make the most of every opportunity. So I encourage you to stay close to people around your life. Find friendships with other Christians so that together you can form a formation. Together as a community here, we form a formation so that we can move forward with what God is calling us to do. And we are moving forward. Things are moving forward. Our influence is growing by the grace of God, even within this community here in this school. We thank God for that. And this week, just say, Lord, who do you want me to hold a shield of faith up for? Maybe it won't be someone that you meet from a homeless shelter that you get to take somewhere else and drop their bags off and buy them fruit. It won't be that. But maybe this week there's someone around your life that you think, wow, they're having a hard time. And you know what you should do for them? You should commit this week to pray for that person and to, and to miss a meal this week, to fast for them. Pray and fast for them and hold up the shield of faith. Like, Be serious as a follower of Jesus with what God has given to you. And take that situation on board and just say, Lord, I, I'm going to hold up the shield of faith over that person. I'm going to cover them in prayer this week. They're having a tough time. And speak some words of kindness and encouragement to them as well. Father, thank you so much for your word to our hearts today. We leave here encouraged that you have made so much available to us. And Lord, I pray that, um, I pray that you will help us to picture really clearly in our, in our lives the way that we can hold up the shield of faith. Lord, I pray that we'll know what it is to fill our mind with good things, things that build our faith, music that builds our faith, um, TV that builds our faith, conversation that builds our faith. Lord, help us to build our spiritual man strong so that we have something significant to hold up against every fiery dart of the enemy. Lord, thank you that our lives are in your hands, that we don't need to be afraid. Lord, that you know the end from the beginning. You, you have our future in your hands. And Lord, I pray that where you have planted us today, Lord, I pray that we'll give ourselves to the community where we are. And Father, we just look forward to all that you're going to do in and through us. Amen. Amen. Bless you, mate. We've come to the end of this week's message. We hope you've been impacted and inspired. Keep up to date with everything that's happening by visiting our website at www.lifechurchwarranty.com.